Have you ever struggled to keep a cozy mind and body while traveling? Do you have a job that takes you on the road a lot? Well, you're in luck because today I'm talking with one of my very best friends, Addie, about how she stays cozy while traveling each and every week. Let's get to it. Hi, Addie. Hello, Kathleen. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm well, thanks. So I just thought we'd tell the audience a little bit about how we met. Thanks to Mr. Terrence Bond. T-Bond. T-Bond. So why don't you tell them? So Kathleen and I both went to college in the same school, and we were roomed next to each other. Um, by the housing director at the time. His name was T-Bond. Um, and I won't tell you his whole name, but a lovely man. And I think he, I already said it. Oh, did we already? <laughs> I think I already said it. Terrence uh, Bond. And he roomed us next door to each other. And it was kind of fateful. We've been friends ever since um, and gotten closer and closer throughout the years. We are. I love you so much. Love you. Love for six as well. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. You're my very first guest. I'm excited to be here. And I just wanted to sit down and talk about being on the road because after you finished your PhD, you got this job in Washington, D.C. that really ended up not quite being what you thought it was going to be and you've really had to adjust a lot of things and so I thought that it would be something that a lot of listeners might really relate to. I hope so and I hope I can share kind of how I've dealt with being on the road and and made it work for me. Awesome. So before we get into your job and how it's affected you, what is your definition of cozy? Yeah, so I I think I have a few things that I think of when I think of being cozy and kind of making um, a cozy environment for myself. The first is that like it's a feeling of contentedness. And I know that's maybe like really abstract, but like in many ways, it just means I'm not uncomfortable, like physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, like especially I think physically that I'm like not physically uncomfortable. I'm not cold. I'm not overly hot. Like I'm just like content and I can relax and I can find avenues to deal with stress when it comes and that there are just um, kind of additional to all of that, that there are moments of true love and connection that I can feel with family and friends, even from far away. So to me, like all of those things put together make me feel warm and like taken care of and happy and content and cozy. That's an awesome description. I really love that. I also really love the little like Goldilocks moment in the middle there. (laughs) temperature is big temperature is big especially when you're not in the same place very long like different hotels have different styles of heating their rooms and it can get it can it's 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 a scary world out there (laughs) it's a scary world of hotel life temperature (laughs) moving off of that what is your job and how has it affected your home life Sure. Um, So I am a government consultant for a large global consulting firm here in the U.S. Um, So I travel a lot, like Kathleen said, by air, by road, 
Um, and I stay in a ton of hotels. So I'm always kind of moving around, um, mostly the United States. Um, and when I started this job about a year ago, um, I moved to DC for the job. And now I'm away from home a lot, like Kathleen said. And in a lot of ways, it was really hard for me to transition socially. Um, I went from like kind of constantly being surrounded by friends at school in North Carolina and like having too many people to see and not having enough time for friends to like being away from people that I knew for weeks and weeks on end. And I also went from having like a home and an aesthetic and like furniture that I loved and collected over the years to like an empty apartment that I never saw um, and having like too many clothes living out of a carry on. And so all of that like that came like there were things that I didn't think about when I took the job, but they were definitely things um, that affected kind of my home life and my sense of home that um, yeah. when I took my when I got this job. Yeah. And I can attest to the fact that Addie has a true aesthetic when it comes to furniture because I lived with her for almost four years and she definitely likes colors like black and yellow. True. <laughs> and she loves being cozy in her own little environment. So I can only imagine how difficult that's been transitioning to life mostly in hotels. Yeah, it was a big change for me. And and it's I've always traveled a lot, but traveling constantly has, was a big change. So how do you make your hotels feel cozy when you're there? So just to kind of be kind of general about this, I I just like to have things that make me um, that that allow me to do things like they're I'm just at home. Right. Um, so that's things like sometimes like I, I have toothpaste that I like and I with it or you know I give um, I, I just kind of try to make things um, some some of the processes and products that I use the same as the ones that I use at home but then also I think recognizing that I'm not at home I also treat myself a little bit more when I'm on the road than I do when I'm at home I have to I've, I've had to work on cutting myself some slack um, and allowing myself to kind of ha maybe have more treats um, than I would when when I was at home so like Sometimes I'll get dessert more than I would be when I was at home and things like that. Um, just to kind of make this challenging like lifestyle um, work for me. I don't know if that kind of answers that question. It does. It does. What are some of your biggest tips for creating that type of environment? So I know that some of the hotels you stay in don't have little kitchenettes. Some of them do. Some may just have a fridge. So is there a way that you can help us out and make any hotel cozy? Yes. So I, like you said, I stay in a wide range of hotels. So I stay in anything from like hotels that have full kitchens to like really, really upscale hotels that have like nothing um, really useful, but like have a lot of amenities. So they don't have like fridges, but they have like really nice sheets. And so when you have that wide of a variety, I think like I've had to develop um, a few core things that, help me create kind of that cozy feeling and that at home feeling at no matter what kind of like level of hotel I'm at or what the structure of the hotel room that I'm in. And one of those things, and I know this is a big one for people both at home and on the road, but it's just having a routine, having like a familiar way of waking up, a familiar way of going to sleep. Every morning I wake up and I listen to the same podcast and I hear the same voices. And that's just like makes me feel like a, they're kind of my friends B it's a similar thing to what I do when I'm at home, kind of going back to the idea of like making things quote unquote, just like at home. 
I do my morning and evening skincare routines. That's something that's really important to me. So like those routines kind of help set the boundaries of my day in a way that makes me feel comfortable and not too kind of shell-shocked. Um, I'd also say for me, sound is a really big thing. Like I, for better or for worse, constantly have sounds happening, whether that's music, like my favorite playlists, audiobooks. And lately I've been really into podcasts. So I just mentioned um, one podcast that I listen to every morning called The Daily Audio Bible. Um, our friend Steffi has a podcast called I'd Rather Stay In. So those are voices that I'm constantly hearing. I'll be listening to Curating Cozy. So I'll be listening to Kathleen all the time. And then also there's Binge Mode, which Steffi and Kathleen introduced me to. And I'm currently like deep, deep in <laughs> um, uh, some kind of more tangible things that I also have um, that both facilitate like bedtime, but also just my comfort are things like humi- I have a little travel humidifier that I swear by. It helps me with my breathing because I have kind of I have allergies and things like that. So having that humidifier can help a dry hotel room feel a lot more comfortable. I sleep with a silk pillowcase um, and I actually just kind of fold it up and travel with it. And sometimes I just throw it on over the pillow um, that I have on the, you know, from the hotel. Um, it helps me a lot. And more than anything, not kidding, slippers have made the biggest difference in my life. I huh. with like a cute little pair of tiny slippers that fold really well. And what's really nice about my slippers, um, they're little pig slippers and they were a gift <laughs> from a girl that I used to nanny. And that kind of brings Aww. back, that's like a nice callback. So when I see them, I think of her and it's, I, I my sister, you know, gets me little bags and things like that that I, you know, put things in inside of my suitcases. And what's nice about things like that is that, you know, I see it and I think of them. And so that's adding to that feeling of like thinking of my family and friends and people that I love. And the last thing that I'd say is I talk to, I talk to people all the time. I, I make, I've gone out of my way to like call you and call Steffi. You guys have invited me to the world of Marco Polo and just messaging apps that help me stay connected when I'm far away from family and friends. Um, I probably talk to somebody almost every day, um, which helps stay connected when I'm so far away from you guys. Yeah. Well, we miss you. And do those slippers, those little pig slippers, in addition to it being super cute that you got them from the girl that you used to nanny for, do they also possibly remind you of a certain stuffed pig that lived with you in college? (laughs) It's true. So (laughs) I guess uh, unbeknownst to me until this moment when you mentioned it. I have a thing for a cute, adorable pig. I guess I should have known it because the reason that um, the little girl that I nannied got me the slippers is because I like pigs and I talked about wanting a pet pig in the future, potentially um, little like one of the little ones. Um, and and it, I, I also had a pig from about second grade through college. I actually still have him. His name is Lucas. And Lucas is a fantastic little stuffed pig that's traveled with me. I think to every country that I've ever been to and he went to college with me um, and he can't be on the road with me for work just because, um, you know, space is always tight. Like I'm, you know, I've traveled with carry ons and yeah. he just can't make it with me all the time. But you're right. Maybe um, the slippers do remind me a little bit of Lucas. Oh, Lucas. I'm sure Lucas understands. <laughs> yeah. Right now he's at my parents' house in Minnesota. Oh, that's good. He's well taken care of then. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So is that travel humidifier that you were talking about a little earlier, is that one that uses a water bottle or is that a different one? So I used to have one that used a water bottle. And um, unfortunately, the pe- the cleaners at the hotel 
accidentally threw away the nozzle one day. So that was really mm. unfortunate. And so I decided that was just a couple months ago and I decided to test out a new one. Um, and I'll, I can send Kathleen all of this info if you want to post it somewhere. Uh, I can do that. But I, the one with the water bottle, I think is the best one that I've ever used. It was kind of like out of stock when I went to restock um, and get a new humidifier. So now I, I use one that's like shaped like a water bottle. It's really small and portable and works quite well. But I, I still think the water bottle one is the best one because there's always a water bottle i think it's it's really compact and small so it travels really well the one that's as big as a water bottle the problem with it is it's bigger it's a water bottle so yeah it takes up that much more space um yeah it works pretty well as well yeah so in addition to all of that how do you keep a cozy mind and body when you're on the road so much because you don't yeah. have a you know a consistent gym or grocery store so what do you what types of things do you do to help keep your mind and body in that cozy state of mind yeah um so i'd first say um i i kind of do a lot of things um when i'm on the road that i can't do when i'm at home and some of these are directly related to feeling you know that building that cozy feeling but some of them are just related to kind of general wellness so the first is that um, when I'm on the road, I, since you guys aren't all here, my family and friends, that means I have um, evenings free at night to kind of go do what I need to do. And that means I take that time to work out. I definitely um, go to the gym almost every day when I'm on the road. And that leaves me free when I'm at home to kind of spend time with the people that I know and love. Um, so that's one thing that I do. And also I feel quite accomplished, which is also a very good feeling and makes me feel like I can, you know, lounge more when I'm back at the hotel. Yeah. I also like pretty consistently, I'd say for every 10 nights that I'm on the road, eight or nine of those nights, I don't do any work. I don't work on work at all. Um, there can be a lot of implicit pressure or temptation to do a lot of work in the evenings because you're there's no one around. But I try really hard to, you know, get caught up on the news, watch a movie, get on Netflix, call call friends and family. Or just like rest and relax my mind, read a book. Um, because even though I'm being paid to travel, I'm not being paid to work around the clock. And and that can be a temptation for me. Uh, oh, for yeah, for sure. I'm, I mean, I'm sure there's a temptation with a ton of people. It's actually yeah. something that we that I talked about in the first episode of the podcast as well. Yeah. Because even as a photographer and being self-employed, I feel pressure all the time yeah. to work Super. late at night. And I really am trying this year to give myself a cutoff time and say, after this time of day, it's time for me and my family and my relationship. And that's what I need to focus on instead of work. Because there is no clock. You know, I don't clock in or clock out. Yeah. It's very it's very much do what I can when I can. So I, I do get that. Yeah, I think that's definitely something that's true for people in kind of our generation and for the future. Like the more that you work at home or in unconventional spaces, like the more work can stretch out across time. Just like kind of like when we were in college, right? Like you go home and there's just unlimited time to do never ending amounts of work. And setting, learning to set those boundaries has always been hard for me, but it's something I'm trying to get better at. I also wanted to just add that a thing that I'm trying to do, but I'm failing 
um, but I'm trying really hard to get better at it and not be lazy about it is to incorporate stretching. I find that like I feel so much better if I stretch before I go to bed. And it's also just like another nice piece of like a routine um, that yeah. add to like making the nighttime go smoothly and, and helping my mind to relax and my body to feel comfortable. Um, but I'm not quite consistent with it yet. <laughs> well, it's hard sometimes to develop a nighttime routine that includes something other than washing your face and doing skincare. Oh, I love skincare. And even some nights you do love skincare really for me, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, sometimes I just want to fall asleep without washing my face. And I think of you in my head and tell me and tell myself that I can't do it. So that is honestly the biggest that <laughs> <laughs> like the, the, the head version of me bullies people into washing their faces because it, it's one of the things that motivates me to wash my face, my little somebody in my head saying like, this routine is important. It's something that you care about and it takes five minutes. Just go do it. And I think that's what I try to tell myself about a lot of these things because I can, I can be too lazy sometimes to even, you know, take care of myself and, and even make the cozy environment for me. Um, like the, this week, I'd say three out of the five days I've been on the road, um, I've had the humidifier on, but two of those days I was just like, ugh, I don't want to put water in it. But it's something that makes me so happy and makes me feel more comfortable. So even taking time out of my, you know, laziness <laughs> to <laughs> some of the things that make me feel really comfortable is sometimes hard, but, um, but yeah, worth it. Better about it. Yeah. It's always worth it in the end. Yeah. So how does your routine change between traveling for work and traveling for pleasure? Because you have had the big privilege really to work. You worked for an airline for a while and you were able to do a lot of traveling um, and you're still able to do a lot of traveling for pleasure, even with this job that you're traveling for work all the time. So how does it, how's your routine change between the two? Yeah, I think that's, a gr it's actually a great question because for me at least, um, it is pretty different when I travel for work versus when I travel for fun. And the main thing is that when I travel for pleasure, there is so much less structure. And that's both like because I want to let myself go a little bit and and not have that pressure on myself, but also because like I'm lazier when I travel <laughs> for pleasure. So I, I tend to skip workouts more. I definitely don't stretch. Um, I rush and sometimes even forget important things like sleeping with my silk cap or taking out my little you know travel silk pillowcase or um, things like that. Or even my skincare routine, which especially in the evening, I can get really lazy about it when I'm traveling for pleasure. Um, and then I say I, I prioritize packing things that are more fun than practical. So sometimes I leave it a fire because it just takes up, you know, more space than a deck of cards. And I want to take a deck of cards instead to play with, you know, cards with my sister or something like that. So I try to have grace with myself that that's what I do because, you know, that kind of travel is less frequent for me. So I can... And, and usually when I'm doing that kind of travel, there's other things that bring that exciting, cozy, comfortable feeling. Um, and so I can have a little bit of grace with myself, although I should definitely wash my face still. <laughs> <laughs> always wash your face. And wear SPF. You're right. SPF always. Yeah. But I think that's what you said about having grace with yourself is so important because I this is, this is why I said in the first episode that I really don't like the term resolutions because I feel like we just break them all the time. 
And it's really something that, I, I don't know, I just feel so much pressure when I have a resolution as opposed to just having different habits that I'm trying to work towards to become a better version of myself, which is what you said when you were talking about having grace with yourself when you don't get to do the same sorts of things. So I love that. Yeah, I think it's really important. And again, something that I'm practicing. I'm practicing and hopefully getting better at it over time. Yeah, for sure. So if you could design your perfect cozy day, what would it include? Oh, man. I had so much fun with this question. And I thank you for asking. It's, it's like such a fun thought exercise, I think, to really take a deep look at like what I enjoy enough to call it the perfect cozy day. So first, I love sleeping. I would sleep in. I would not get up early. Uh, lately, my wake up time has been sometime between 6 and 6.30, which isn't early for a lot of parents, I know, but it's early for me because I don't have kids yet. Um, so I'd sleep in. And sometime in the morning, um, I'd get a facial and a massage, like two hours of just like taking care of my body, letting other people like tell me what's up, tell me how my back's doing, tell me how my skin's doing. Sounds wonderful. From there, with a heavy dose of SPF, I would get this world with no lines on a cloudy, temperate day. <laughs> That's my dream. Like a half day at Disney World, um, and there wouldn't be too many people, and the weather wouldn't be, wouldn't be awful, and it wouldn't be, like, overbearingly hot. And then in the evening, I would go to a delicious friend dinner with all my favorite people in attendance, and they all just, like, love each other. Like, they're like, oh, my God, we haven't met you, Ade's other friend, but, like, you're so nice. And you're so fantastic and we all just get along and their kids get along and like there's just so much love in the room. And then finally I'd end the day with like everyone leaving and somebody else cleaned up the dinner and I just get to have wine and watch a movie. That's my perfect day. <laughs> that sounds amazing. <laughs> and it's not really a surprise that it is it's almost identical to what I would probably pick. <laughs> it's, it's just it's just I honestly want to have this day. It's like, a, I'm going to try to make this happen in my life. That would be awesome. Your perfect day sounds truly amazing. I also really appreciated that you ended it by saying that you would be home alone by yourself <laughs> watching TV. <laughs> it's true. Because that's exactly what I would love to do. Everyone's gone. And it's just me after my perfect day to wind down yep. eternally without all the pressure of people being around. Yep. That sounds perfect. It really does. I, I love uh, that question. It's such a great, it was such a fun thought exercise for me. Good. I'm glad that it was helpful. It was part this of my been... cozy evening, actually. <laughs> oh, good. Well, this has been such a great conversation. Thank you so much for coming on and talking about this. I know that everyone's work life looks different and your work life schedule is just so unique to most of the people that I know and I wanted you to come on and talk about it so I'm glad you got to do it I'm glad I did too and I think I I've actually learned a lot about how to make my 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 real home life more cozy and more um comfortable for myself and take those um 
take some of these things from my travel life into my work life. So I, I hope that everybody can get something out of some of the things that I've said today. Oh, I'm sure they will. And if they want to connect with you, how can they find you? And also, when they find you, some people may or may not have noticed that I introduced you as Addie, and then you referenced yourself as Ade. So when they try to connect with you, can you tell them why we called you different things? Sure, sure. Um, so yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Ade Thanks, A-D-E-T-H-I-N-K-S, or at Five Tree Christmas, the, um, it's F-I-V-E, then the letter word tree and Christmas. Um, Ade Thanks is all about skincare. It's all about my my first love, my first passion, um, skincare, um, and lots of sunscreen references on there. And then um, Five Tree Christmas is where I review Christmas movies. And on both of them, you you find me and my name is Ade. Um, I went by Ade or by Addie, excuse me, for a long time um, in school and at work and things like that. But when I got to um, PhD school at Duke, um, I had a professor who was like, isn't it pronounced Ade? And I was like, technically, yes. And she was very frightening. And she told me that I had to go by Ade from then on. So kind of until I turned 24 years old, I was Addie um, professionally and Ade at home. And now um, I go by Ade everywhere. So <laughs> that's why you'll be able to find me on all the social media platforms is Ade. And why when you hear me call her Addie, I'm not totally getting it wrong because that's, that's how I've known her. Everybody who knows me before 24 years old knows that I was Addie. And we got grandfathered in. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you. I am so excited for your podcast to come back next holiday season. Her Five Tree Christmas handle on Instagram that she talked about also is a podcast. And she talks about all sorts of cheesy holiday Christmas movies and just holiday movies in general. True. And it's amazing. And can you just tell everyone how many holiday new holiday movies you watched this year? Oof, I think it was some upwards of 65. I watched quite a few this year. I watched like 65 new Christmas movies and reviewed uh, probably somewhere in the 30 to 40 range of them. That's amazing. My yeah. goal was 20. I got to like 17. Hey, that's a to be clear, that's a lot of movies and I treated this as a job, so that's the only that's the only thing get it get in as much movies as I watch. I basically didn't do anything other than watch Christmas movies. Yeah. Started out feeling really cozy and ended up feeling like a lot of work. Yeah. For me it ended up being a good exercise in kind of taking time to rest and relax because when I watched the new movies, I really tried to watch them yeah. so that I knew what was going on and I could really tell the difference between the two because I knew if I was multitasking at the same time then every movie would blend together yeah and this was a good year for it there were so many gems um across so many of the platforms and honestly it's it's good especially during that busy season to find that time for yourself so for sure and Claus a big number <laughs> for Klaus Klaus I think is how it's pronounced yes uh just got nominated for an Oscar Yes, I saw one of the, uh, uh, it was for Best Animated Feature, right? Yes. It's, it's exciting. It's a great movie. And it's, it's an interesting year for the Oscars. So we'll see who takes it home. Yeah, 
for sure. Well, this was such a great conversation. Thank you so much again. And I cannot wait for everyone to connect with you. Thank you for having me, Kathleen. Thanks, Addie. Talk to you soon. Bye. Isn't she just the best? I love Addie so much, and I'm so grateful that she was able to share all of her cozy tips for life on the road. Thank you all for tuning in to this episode of the Curating Cozy Podcast, and I will see you all in this corner of the world next time.